guys, thank you so much for listening again. We're still in a stupid lockdown here in Melbourne, so I thought I'd set myself a one-day challenge to belt out a quick bonus episode. So this morning, while I was on an outlawed car drive to a beach, which is about 11 kilometres from where I am right now, to do an outlawed dog walk without a face mask, so there was no one within about 10 kilometres of me. Saying goodbye in their own way. Playing outlawed tunes on outlawed pipes. I heard Crowded House's great Don't Dream It's Over, followed by Men at Work's Overkill, two songs that I love. And my stupid brain thought it should be titled Don't Dream It's Overkill. And I thought, I wonder how far I can take this. So welcome to bonus episode number six. Don't dream it's over. Kill rock and roll with it. Ain't over till it's over the hills and far away. Well, Paul Hester and I um, formed a relationship out of uh, the ending of Split Ends. And he was just a huge, huge shot in the arm for us in Split Ends, his energy. Uh, we were the same age. He and I um, started talking about forming a band. We found Nick Seymour, who had a mad energy. We didn't really become a good band until we... We almost had made the first record and nobody was really responding to the record in the first six months. We, we went out and played these little party shows. We did a restaurant tour of America. Um, and, you know, something about that really sparked people's interest. And then we got a bit of radio play, Don't Dream It's Over, took off. It was a surprising development really at the time because the album um, hadn't really done much at all, even in New Zealand really. I don't think it got on the radio bef- much before that. And, and our shows, you could tell something was happening because the shows were people were going nuts the shows and we were developing a kind of a we'd walk off every night exhilarated because something really wacky had happened and that's what became our mantra yeah we established some kind of really strong um presence and and at the same time as as we were developing that uh we suddenly got one of those um breakthrough moments um i don't know what it was that day that particularly made that one turn up i went on tour last year with fleetwood mac and i got the pleasure of singing it with stevie every night and she used to do a very um very warm and generous and kind of over the top uh announcement where she said this song this kind of song only comes around once every million years that's true it's true true. that's a really long time what about Beethoven? (laughs) what about boys to men favourite Men at Work song is Overkill, and here's the singer Colin Hay talking about Morwell in Victoria, which is a hard place to accurately explain without maybe getting murdered, and his eye. So yeah, lots of stuff, things that, things that I've forgotten about. You know, I remember silly things though, like what, 
you know, like stupid things, like not particularly glamorous things, like what guys say to me after a show in Morwell or something in Victoria, you know, as mm -hmm. a, you know, people say uh, very drunk. You have lots of drunk, you know, lots of drunken men come up and try and, you know, bond, bond. with you. Yeah, yeah. You're talking about that before. Yeah, well, we were just know? talking about bonding. So it's happening out there. So what sort of, what sort of drunk, drunken men approach you, Colin? Oh, all kinds, you know, all kinds. And, uh, um, but you know, they say things like, you know, uh, um, where'd you get your glass eye? <laughs> and I say, I, I, I haven't got a glass eye. I haven't got a glass eye. And then there's a pause, and then it's like, oh, what's it made of? <laughs> Stupid things like that. I don't know why I remember stuff like that, but you know. I should remember other things like people I've met, but I don't. I remember like guys from Morwell, you know. And, <laughs> They made an impact, huh? The bonding process. Uh, it's funny, you know, it, it is very funny. Or, you know, playing after the men at work broke up and, uh, you know, I was playing up and I think it was um, at the Bridge Hotel in Mildura, you know, and men at work broke the record for, for the most number of people in the room, you know, and then when I played by myself there or with my, my another band, I broke the record again for the least number of people, you know. <laughs> and uh, there was no one in the room, just me and the crew, and, and I was, uh, you know, it was a low point, you could say, you know, and... Uh, but eventually this disco closed across the road and about 50 or 60 people came across and, and uh, I played down under, you know, and, um, and this old guy, about 60, he hadn't been home yet, you know, the guys in the suit and the tie, he's trying to get the girl in the bar to go up to the snow with him and all that stuff, you know, and, <laughs> you know, that kind of gig, you know, <laughs> he hasn't been home from work and I played down and he gets out on the dance floor and after the gig was finished he comes and kicks the door open and he goes, mine, 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 ah, ah, ah. Yeah, that down on the mic. Yeah, you play that better than the original. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's also like a, an attitude thing. You know, you can you can think, well, this is where what it's come to, or this is where I spring from. You know, it's just a matter of how you look at it. So the next song bouncing off the kill part of Overkill is System of a Down's Kill Rock and Roll. Making our words so far, don't dream it's overkill rock and roll. And I have to add this song for two reasons. I could have easily used it in Monday's Body Parts as an arsehole song. And also as the song was written by guitarist Darren Malakian after accidentally running over a rabbit and killing it. And he named the rabbit Rock and Roll. So I need to add that for obvious reasons. The start of this song has always reminded me a little bit of Aussie classic, Friday on My Mind. Kill Rock and Roll by System of a Down.
So the next song that came to my mind was Roll With It by Oasis. Making our words so far, don't dream it's overkill rock and roll with it. And just randomly, here's Liam Gallagher talking about an Aussie band that I love, UMI. It's all good. I'd say my favourite band from Australia is that UMI. Yeah, I like yeah. that band. I like the geezer. Sim Rogers. Sim Rogers, yeah, he's cool. They play with us, or we play with them in Australia some time ago. And that. But there's a song called Junk, which makes me want to punch things. Check out the Golden Magic tab on the website, A Rock and Roll Rabbit Hole, to see a mimed version of Roll With It on the UK TV show, Top of the Pops, from 1995, where Noel and Liam have swapped spots and Noel is miming Liam's vocals and Liam is attempting to mime Noel's guitar. Probably my favourite Lenny Kravitz song is It Ain't Over Till It's Over a song that Lenny played all the instruments on except for the strings and the horns, and the horns were played by Earth, Wind & Fire's horn section. Here's Lenny talking about a guy he went to school with and also, as mentioned, how he plays a lot of the instruments on a lot of his stuff and the death of a friend of his who quite often played all the instruments on his stuff too. Especially, and also being, you know, mixed, you know, having, you know, having, being black and white and right. hanging out with all groups of kids. It's like, you know, I... I didn't stay in one. So I was the kid in school that got to go around to all the different cliques and hang out with all of them. And they all accepted you? Yeah. Because the cliques, you know, back, is, it was, you know, it was weird. It's, a, it's 75 in LA. I remember going to the John Adams Junior High School in Santa Monica and there was the black kids hanging out together. There were the surfers. There were the Mexicans. There were the nerdy sort of kids that, you know, played Dungeons and Dragons. And, you know, it was like all these different groups of kids and they, they all... Stuck to themselves, the, one, the, the kids that were more motocross and BMX bikes versus skateboarding. Right. But they were real cliques, you know? And I would just go around and hang out with all of them. And, and is it true that, because uh, I was telling you before, Slash is a good friend of mine. I know, of course, well, we he went to high school. Together, you, yeah. you went to high school, right? Yeah. Were you friends? We weren't friends, but I knew him. We, we were like, cool. I never went to his house or anything, but I used to see him in the hallway a lot. 
And and so so you and I were in the hallway a lot, <laughs> and then and then ditching. But, uh, yeah. So when did you? Because of course he he plays and co-wrote with you always yes. on the run. When did when did you did you reconnect after you became I, established no, no, musicians? I was at the American Music Awards when they won they won a bunch of awards and and Let Love Rule had just come out, and we saw each other. We were sitting near each other at the awards and. It had nothing to do with Lenny Kravitz or Guns N' Roses. We were both the like, dude had like the wait a minute. <laughs> I remember you. It was like, and then we talked and we're like, oh, wow. We both went to school together. And then we got, we got friendly again. And then at the end of whatever tour. So what, what tour would that have been? Because we, we cut Always on the Run in 90, in 90, which came out in 91. So they, they were just finishing. What tour would that have been for them? For Guns? Yeah. It would have been Use Your Illusion. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because he took the Concord from London, showed up in New York. They used to land like around 8.30, 8.45 in the morning, came straight to my house at that ungodly hour. Right. And then we, we both went out to Hoboken and, and cut that song. We got Lenny Kravitz in the studio. What's happening? Hey, baby. Good to see you, man. How are you? It's a rough day, man. It's another one, isn't it? It's another yeah, weird know, one. Where's everybody going? I don't know. But here we are, man, and uh, the day has to move forward, but... Uh, 57. I'm shocked. It's not that old. At all. And he, you know, he was kind of ageless. Yeah. I mean, in amazing shape. Uh, voice never moved. Yeah. You know, the voice sounds the same as it did the day it came out. Yeah. Body in great shape, his playing always in top form. Yeah. You know, and just he was so lively, you know, and, uh, you know, we spent a lot of time together over the years. Um, and then did you ever meet him on any little islands? Uh, not little islands. I, I always wanted to get him to the Bahamas where, yeah. where I live, but at that <clears throat> time he wasn't really coming down to an island he he was you know he, he was in spain for a while he had a place there um that was kind of out somewhere quiet um but uh he spent a lot of the time in cities you know um he had a place in paris as i do he had a beautiful apartment he used to go over there and play pool um and hang out is he just like a regular guy you know yeah i mean he's Yes, two-sided. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, regular, funny, goofy, cool guy. And then, you know, the the myth that he lives up to. Yeah. You know, but yeah, he liked, he liked to play pool. He liked to play ping pong. Very, very competitive. Um, uh, loved to laugh. Loved comedy. Loved being silly. You know, uh, we had a lot of fun together. Did, um... I'm, I remember meeting him when he just started mm. in London in a club called the Embassy Club. Mm. And the Pistols were still going and I was out gallivanting one night, one of these clubs up up by the West End. Mm. And he was sitting at, standing at this bar, this long bar, and it was early and there wasn't a lot of people and he was just standing there. Mm. And I'm like, who's that dude up there? I had no idea who he was. This was like even before... What was his first album? Controversy? Is that the first record? No, no. Uh, it's Prince, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. When he's got For the, you, he's got the frizzy Prince, hair. Yeah, yeah. That was the one. That was it. That was the look he had. Prince, the first one, yeah. That was the look he had. Mm -hmm. and, and it was just interesting. And he walked by and I said hello. And he said hello. Mm -hmm. and, and, that then, was, and that was it? That was it.
That was Steve Jones from the Sex Pistols talking to Lenny Kravitz. They mentioned ping pong, and here's Jimmy Fallon with a great Prince story. One time Prince is coming on the show, and his, his manager calls and says, hey, Prince uh, would love a ping pong to play ping pong on the show. I go, okay, uh, we'll get a uh, ping pong table, no problem. So he comes on the show, we have the, never brings up ping pong, doesn't talk about it, never brings it up, doesn't even mention it. I go, whatever, he, cr- he crushes, he's awesome, he's great, that's the end of that. And a month later, I'm at dinner, and I get a text, and I go, it says from, hi, this is Prince's manager, Prince wants to meet you right now at a club called Spin in New York City, uh, it's, it's a nightclub, it's a ping pong nightclub. Wow. I go, what? So I go to my friend, I go, I gotta go. Prince wants to play me in ping pong. <laughs> so he goes, I go, I, he wants to meet me on 23rd and fi-. I go, I gotta go. So I get in a cab, I go to this place, I go down the steps, uh, downstairs, and I go, hi, I'm, I'm here to see, um, and the girl goes, Prince? I go, yeah. Is he? She goes, yeah, he's in this, the private room back there behind the curtain. I go, okay. So I go in, I open this curtain, and who's standing there? But Prince in a double-breasted, uh, like, crushed velvet suit. And uh, he's holding a ping-pong paddle. And he goes, you ready for this? <laughs> and I go, uh, yeah, this is so surreal. There's no one else in the room, just me and Prince. So I go, uh, oh, I guess. I go, he goes, do you want to warm up? I go, it doesn't matter. I mean, I'm not even good at ping-pong, but I'll play with you. And he's like, uh, oh, here we go. And so he's, he's, he serves, and he gets the point, and he goes, one zip. I go, Oh, we're gonna talk smack? Here we go. Let's go, Prince. Let's go. Let's play. Now, now I'm like ready to play Prince. I'm like, let's go. So I'm trying to play back. I'm not good at ping pong. Long story long, uh, he's crushing. So he's like, game point. I go, okay. And he hits this serve, and it's like, and it's one of those perfect ping pong. Did things are spinning, flames are coming off the ball, and it's coming, and it, and it hits like one corner of the ping pong table. You know that's impossible to hit back. And he hits the thing, and he goes, and he goes. I go, oh my gosh, you won, you won, you won, let me go. So I, I, I look over to pick up the ball, I come back, and uh, he's gone. <laughs> he's gone. And I go, and I don't know him that well, so I'm like, Prince? And then I go, is he hiding under the table? So I'm like, Prin- Prince? Or is he, I, I, it was so weird, I go, and I walk out, and there's like a velvet rope, and it was kind of swinging back and forth a little bit. It's almost like Batman was there or something. And then Questlove, who's our band leader here, you know, from the roots, heard about this ping pong game and took a cab over it. And he actually saw Prince's limo uh, outside. And uh, he went up to it and he goes, uh, wait, did you guys already play? What happened? And Prince rolled his window down and he goes, ask your boy. And then they just peeled off. <laughs> So this song makes our word, don't dream it's over, kill rock and roll with it ain't over till it's over. Performing his current hit, it ain't over till it's over. This is the baddest boy in the business from his album Mama Said, Lenny Kravitz. Here we are 
So for this to make sense, you would have had to have listened to episode 21's bass intros, but It Ain't Over Till It's Over by Lenny Kravitz features an ascending and descending double moose. Why don't you forget the moose? So the longest link in this stupid stuck together word is the last stop. It ain't over till it's over, the hills and far away, which is obviously adding Over the Hills and Far Away by Led Zeppelin which was a song written by Jimmy Page when he was in the Yardbirds. The song was called White Summer. Check it out here. Robert Plant and inspired by Tolkien's book The Hobbit and also Tolkien's 1915 poem also called Over the Hills and Far Away. So we now made it to Don't Dream It's Over, Kill Rock and Roll With It Ain't Over Till It's Over the Hills and Far Away.
So that's where I hit the wall at tagging something that I like onto the word away, except for this one, which combines two of my pet hates, Christmas carols, and you guessed it. There's a man there you know, he's the host of the show, and you'll find that he fucking hates choirs. Let's move on. Thank you so much for taking the time to check out this stupid bonus episode. Don't dream it's over. Kill rock and roll with it. Ain't over till it's over the hills and far away in a manger. (laughs) Please rate, review, subscribe and share the podcast if you've got a second. If you're that way inclined, follow the podcast on Instagram and Facebook, A Rock and Roll Rabbit Hole Podcast. I'll be back with part two of Body Parts at midnight on Sunday Melbourne time which is whatever o'clock, wherever you live. There's some great stories in part two, and there could also be some layered vocal, almost choir love, maybe. Thanks again, guys. See ya.